the church? Yeah, I guess I guess maybe uh, the band is called Seven Sins. Right. People would think relatively, well, it must be a Christian band or something like that, which is not at all. The name was created by Jay Cross and Machete. They're the founders of the band. Right. But I guess due to the name, it kind of forced us to say, what topics should we talk about? And, and it probably led us to that path. And um, so most of the songs have to do with, with really life in general. But we throw in relation here and there based on, for example, that song is based on, on the video that he saw. Not every song is based on relation. Some of them are based on life and situations. Okay. So that one just happened to be that. That's pretty dope, man. <laughs> like you. that you guys have all these concepts now. How many albums have y'all released total? A total, this is... Uh, we're going to do the fourth. The fourth album? So are yeah. all of them concept albums? Or would you say that... No, not really. They all, they all have different stuff you know yeah like the album is not specifically a about one thing right yeah. each but songs song, each song is about something so right it may not be relative all of them but um it, yeah it's not it's not it's not a whole concept album that's pretty dope though i mean regardless even if you have the individual tracks that each tell their own little snippet yeah uh where did you guys film the video the, the latest one that was in uh by the airport by a warehouse a yeah. warehouse that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. How'd you guys manage that? We went there really early. We start putting everything out and film, put everything back in, and come back the next day to the other part. The storyline. Yeah, storyline. That's um, dope. It was a warehouse over by the airport, a very small warehouse, mm -hmm. and it was directed by Wil Wilbur Mateo. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, when we were preparing everything to film, we, 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 we did have our little doubts because of the location was very small, like almost the whole band didn't fit. Right. One, um, we said, well, how can you film a lot of material for a four, four and a half minute song? You know, as an ad I know a little bit about editing, you need a lot of material to have extra. So we had our doubts, but at the end, you know, he came out with something, he blew us away, to be honest with you. Yeah. He took that little bit that he did and just created something out of it that we, we uh, were impressed. Yeah. That's one thing I, I do like about directors and, and videographers. They can really make the magic happen, dude. Yeah, that's right. It all depends on the, the eye and, and uh, the, the creativity they have. And you just never know. You just never know. But um, he, he has done videos for other artists. He's mostly more in the reggaeton world. If I said it right, reggaeton. Reggaeton. Reggaeton, man. But, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's from that world. But okay. um, yeah, he did a great job. Is, so was this his first metal project? First rock exactly. metal, right? Yeah. Just so rock in general, even. Yeah. Damn, and, that's crazy. He was blew away also on the fact that, you know, he have a band. He have more to work. And, you know, for him, it was like, I can do a reggaeton music video anywhere. You know, you just need a phone, put the song, and you try singing on top of the song, and then put, like, five girls, and that's it. But, but this, I could use, like, give it whole another point of view like right. a movie like like more stuff that he usually cannot do on the reggaeton yeah because in reggaeton there's no instruments yeah of yeah. course it's so very you can, go, you can go in any corner in the world and just stand there and sing but now you got a drum set you got a percussionist guitar amplifiers so that was like he said blew us away too because we had our doubts like hmm first band he's done but right did a great job so what made you guys go in that route of of like uh finding him out or did he offer to like 
record a video for you? Actually, um, the bass player recommended him. That he he had used a bass player for a photo shoot mm-hmm. that he did. Right. And a video. And a video. Something else. They just asked the the bass player to be in it because he's a, a motorcycle. He's in the motorcycle club, so they use his motorcycle and him in the photo shoot. That's dope. So that's where he met him, and then um, the bass player told us, "What do you think about this guy? Let's let's meet with him." And talk, and um, he's it started from there. That's dope. I mean, it's always cool to give uh, someone like another avenue, man. This could be, maybe he does a video for another band in the scene, man. That's what he's hoping. It's, he wanted to put it part of his portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. Which is understandable, and he did a great job. And we're planning now to do the next video with him as well. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Why not? Is yeah. there another song uh, that you guys have in mind already? Well, right now we have uh, we're going into the Latin side. Okay. So now we're gonna start doing Spanish metal. Also, we're not changing completely. Yeah, both. Both. We're gonna do both yeah. English and Spanish. But the next okay. song, the next video is gonna be in Spanish, and the song is called El Espejismo. If I'm correct. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's that's gonna be now our avenue to go into the Latin side, and that'll be the next song. So what made you guys uh, want to go full Latin? I mean, what are some of the inspirations? I mean, I like, uh, what, what is that? What's that Spanish band called? You know which one I'm talking about, bro. Uh, the ones that made Avelancha, bro. Oh, Héroes del Silencio. Héroes del Silencio. Those guys are dope. I mean, that's, I mean, Mana. Everyone knows Mana. Yeah. yeah. But, like, what are some of your guys' inspirations? Um, the, what's that band from Mexico? Uh, you have, um, oh, man. It's not Brujeria, no? Well, no. Brujeria... They also sing in Spanish this too. One. Oh, I never heard of you that. You have uh, Puya. Puya. You have Ancla. Uh, you have El Niño. They did a whole album in Spanish. And uh, De La of, Tierra. Oh, De La Tierra? Yeah. Right. No, I've heard of, I think I've heard of De La Tierra, but have you guys heard of Nukes? No. No. Oh, man. Damn, that's my cousin's band, bro. He's yeah, from DR. From where? From, oh, from DR? DR, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spanish metal? Yeah, dude. Oh, they do cool. industrial metal, man. Was, it's, yeah. it's a small world, the Spanish metal. I'm Shout sorry. out to Nukes for real, yeah. Nukes, yeah, Nukes. Yeah. Nukes. Uh, the Spanish metal world, it is a small world. It's not a big one. And if you think about it, we, we do metal. We consider our, we decided to consider ourselves Latin metal. Right. Now, if you think about it, we're all Latin. We live in Miami. Right. It's, it's a whole new demographic for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I'm not necessarily that Miami is something that it's big in, but... It's big in South America and in Europe, the Spanish metal. Really? And at the same time, we are, we are Spanish. So there are, I'm sure there are bands that sing in English that wish they can sing in, go to another market. Right. The Spanish market. But if we, if we have the ability, why not? So we've been in discussion actually for a couple of years about it. Yeah, it's not an easy decision. Yeah, it wasn't because like not everybody in the band was... was into it yeah no i understand that's actually a a very niche thing almost there's a couple people that i know Mm. that aren't too into spanish metal just because of the language barrier i mean we we have some members we have some members of the band that that uh oh it said we're gonna quit if we were to do it that's that's how the subject was was uh deep into that decision wow to do it so it was funny because then he actually got to like you know what? I really like this shit. Hmm? <laughs> but, that was, but that was when we decided to start recording it. Yeah, when right. we recorded and he heard it. Like, huh. I actually like it. You know? So, yeah. uh, is Emilio doing a... 
the vocals in yeah Spanish he's doing well? vocals me and him we're yeah. both doing vocals you do yeah. vocals as well yeah i do vocals that's dope yeah. you guys do harmonies or just like a, like calling and uh, we have uh he sing some parts and i do some parts and then we both sing at the same time stuff like that that's dope yeah we're, we're, we're like actually helping each other more or less yeah, yeah. Well, be, well, bef- well yeah. before Emilio came, uh, Jay Cross was the singer. Yeah, you so, were the singer of the band. Yeah, I used to be a singer, so I know all the lyrics. And so he would he would play the guitar and sing, yeah. and not not just because he wanted to. It was because we didn't have a singer yet, so he, yeah. he took he, he took it on himself to, to do it whatever he had to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you sang with the mask on. Yeah, with the mask. Damn, on. and you had never had like audio issues or anything. Oof, a lot. I mean, uh, I got to this mask. But before that one, I had like how many? Couple, two or three, <laughs> two maybe? or three different uh, styles, and the same mask I had to cut it, put something on it, cut it again, make it different. You know, until I got to a point that the the vocal sounds good, but uh, it was hard. I had a lot of shows when you couldn't almost uh, hear, hear, hear. Yeah, exactly. No, that's hard, dude. But yeah. I mean, singing through a mask, but. That's funny that you had to you had to change the way the mask worked just to find the to find that part. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, there might be another change down down the road. Uh, we're trying to make it a little bit easier for him um, to be, even though there's there's an opening for him to sing through. But the issue about it is sometimes it creates a little feedback, and and it does create like a little echo like this because you have it like Bane cover. Yeah. So <laughs> so we're we're now in the process of maybe taking yeah. another step to make to it, keep working on. It. Yeah. Right. So it's still something that's a work in progress. Uh, and uh, I can I cannot see when I'm playing shows right now. That's Being, another thing. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I cannot see because the sweat got into a little holes on, on my on the mask. On the mask, and I see everything blurry. Oh, I cannot see nothing. That sucks, dude. So that happens about like ten minutes into your set, probably when you start sweating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like last show, there was a guy who came and told me, "Bro, you were like looking at me," and I was like, "Bro, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> you're probably standing in front of me. I cannot see you." Like that's fucking. I has to ask the guys, "Hey, there is there is people. <laughs> What's going on?" You know yeah, what I mean? dude. Uh, so you can't even. I mean, you can't take the mask off on stage because no, that's. I, I mean, can't. That's illegal, right? That's like against. Yeah, the, hell that's yeah. against rock law or whatever. Yeah, you throw the character away. Yeah, so you can't even wipe the sweat off, dude? You can't go backstage Nothing. for a second? <laughs> Nothing. Wipe your eyes? No, besides that, keep in mind that you, you have those two holes in front. Uh, and so, for me as a drummer, I'm lucky because I can sit down. I don't have to walk around. That's but true. they have to walk around. So you have to kind of, besides looking straight ahead, looking at your instrument, looking to the floor so you don't fall down, that's, that's something else that they have to deal with that that. No. Oh, that, that was funny on Churchill's. Uh, we played Churchill's one last like, month. Uh, I forgot Thursday, and I uh, was playing on the. You're in front of the stage, on the left, right. So you see it's a curb. Right. Go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was playing, and the whole show I was like, man, I don't want to fall. Oh God! So yeah. Let me not move much. Up. So I was like, yeah. Every time I was like, oh, let me see, where is the, f- oh, okay, okay, I can move. When I finished the show, I took off the mask. I was like really far away, like really far away. Yes, I never would fall, you know, but I was like, I don't know. So I better stay here, <laughs> safe. 
<laughs> no, you better safe than sorry. Do you can yeah. imagine if you ate shit in front oh, of man. everybody holding your guitar? Hell yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. want that to happen. A, no, exactly, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did you guys get the, the idea for the, the jumpsuits and shit? Like, or the, the vests? Is it vests? It's They're vests. They're yeah, vests. There's no jumpsuit. No, yeah, yeah, vests. Jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, the vests pri- primarily, but um, it's a combination of things. Um, we, looked, we looked at the steampunk. We looked at the military. We looked at the SWAT team, police. It's all a combination of things like that, and so everybody kind of implemented their. We all decided to have some kind of vest, and everyone implemented what they wanted. Like their little style. Too. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to really sell. We want everyone to be comfortable, to be themselves, but with a baseline on the idea, you know. So of course it's all black. Everyone all black. Yeah. I mean, you can wear your pants. You can wear uh, cargo pants. Whatever you want, it has to be black. And uh, as long as everyone has a vest and they're in black, pretty much. That's all that matters. Yeah, right? as long as you're, you're happy with what, what you are. Right, right, right. That's good. Yeah, so it, I'm thinking, like, how dope would it be if, like, you guys, like, come, like, huge and then, like, people are, like, buying your vest? Like, wearing oh, vests to your shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so have you guys ever thought about maybe making vests to sell? Like, as merch? We, we are people we, like your shit. Yeah. Well, the first step, yeah. the first no, tip we, we were thinking of. Think about that. Aha, that's why you well, need me. Well, I'm a marketer. Still that idea. Well, basically, we have thought about starting at the mask first. Ooh, the, but the mask seems like a lot of hard work. Whereas, like, with the vest, you can mass produce them a lot easier. A- exactly. Um, I'm sure we would eventually get to that. I mean, we, it's just the thought of the mask, of, like, each, each person's image. I mean, we thought of making rings of the mask. That'd be sick. Um, you know, merchandise that would have the look of the mask. And then eventually you never know if, if it leads to, to having some vests. And, but we do have merchandise because mostly shirts. So we're getting hoodies now um, this week. So I guess we'll, we'll build to that. But it is a great idea. Dude, uh, it'd be cool if maybe like uh, shirts, yeah, with, with like one mask on it. Like that's another, that's another yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, we were thinking about having all masks on one shirt, you know, everybody. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, and then uh, you can figure out who the favorite is real quick. <laughs> Whoever shirt sells out the fastest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everybody can have their the opinion. Face on one. Yeah, that's a good idea. Exactly. You just put his abs on it. You just need to. <laughs> <laughs> that might sell. No, for real, a T-shirt where you put your singer's abs right where the abs are, <laughs> dude. Well, that you know, wear. You have, that's, that's an idea that it might sell, but what sells more is him just standing there without the shirt. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So all the girls, they just come towards the stage. You ain't lying, That's bro. enough. That's what we're missing. We're missing a stud. We're missing mm. just some, some fucking... Well, like we said before, Jay Cross was a singer before, and um, the kid now as a singer, I mean, he, he fell from the sky. It was right. nothing planned. Mm-hmm. He's a son of a friend of ours for many, many years, a local artist named Ivan Galindo, and he could say, hey, my son wants to sing. And um, at first we were like, hmm, we don't know. Let, let him learn young, Let right? him learn one song, we'll take a look. Right, oh yeah. But then he, he impressed us with the one song. Mm-hmm. He did another song and impressed us. And then not only that, we, we practiced like once or twice before we did a show with him. Yeah, a few, I think. just a few times. We, we played churches with him the first time. And he did such an incredible performance on a show that day that you would say, this guy is talented. Mm-hmm. And right. we said, you know what? You want, you, you're happy? You want to be here? 
come along. You're in. That's fucking awesome. And so, you know, like I said, it fell from the sky, but it worked out well. I mean, if he had that vibe from the first song, man, there, there's something that you feel. That's something that when I um when I auditioned, I guess you could say for Unoya, mm-hmm. they told me to learn uh, a specific song. Came in, learned it, and like after we played that song, Brian, the the guitar player, Alex's brother, he was like, "All right, man, you're in." Like straight <laughs> awesome. up, you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, so it's that vibe from the first. It's song, a vibe, you know? bro. It's a vibe. You you, yeah, you, yeah. you can have someone that comes and plays it perfect to the T, but if they don't have the vibe that connects with the, with the, with everyone in the group, right? Uh, it, it won't work. So uh, so first is based on the vibe, and if you can do it, great. Yeah, and Sorry. I mean, I mean, because they, they told me you know horror stories of drummers that they've auditioned and oh, stuff, and just not. And it's a simple song. It was comfortably known by Pink Floyd. Oh, but like nice. the extended version, like you know, because David likes to do the the fucking the eight minute solo. <laughs> but so it was that, and they said they had drummers come and try and do double bass over comfortably numb and stuff. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, like very simple stuff, you know. Yeah, which is funny. Like, do you guys? You guys have had a consistent drummer, obviously. Well, I'm the, the last what number, what number am I? At least five. <laughs> oh. That might be the fifth one. Wow, okay. So, how... You're one of the founding members, yeah. right, Jay? Yeah. How hard is it to find a drummer as compared to another member of the band? Really, really hard. Is it really the hardest? I hear a lot that it's the hardest to find a drummer. For me, it's a singer. You can find... I mean, a singer... It's because I'm a drummer. It's another part. Uh, you can find a drummer... And then he can play the drums, but he don't play the way you like it. So right. the song doesn't sound the way you like it. The right and way. then he f- doesn't like at the end where you're trying to go because that's not his, the way he plays. And it, it kind of, I mean, it makes your music go to that instead right. of the other way around, like right. the way you think about how the song is supposed to sound and then it's not that it needs to be like this yeah because the drums are the skeleton of the song really exactly so, so yeah uh, at the end it never works and you go to another drummer and another drummer and another drummer until you find exactly the, the one you want you know that makes the song sound the way you want it so how long have you played the drums right i started in, in high school marching band oh okay. recently and um, I don't know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't say that time is, would be a factor in how good you are or not. I would say more in, you get out of it what you put into it. 100%. You know, I, I've, I've, my, one of my guys that I admire as a drummer in New Jersey, Richie Gonzalez, um, you know, he was playing in 10 years, he was better than drummers playing 30 years. And because I would see him sitting down and working and working. So I learned that by watching him doing that. So when people come to me, oh man, I've been playing for 20 years, 20, how long? It doesn't matter to me what heart and soul you put into it. For me, that's what makes a difference. So I started a high school marching band. That's when, when I found music, I fell in love. Decided to do it all my life. And ever since, and actually after high school, I was actually a percussionist, not a drummer. Right. I used to play uh, congas and all, and, and actually in a, in, a, in a progressive metal band in New Jersey called World Pulse. Um, so then the drummer, the drummer had quit, there was no other drummer, and, and I, I sat into it. But it, it was a hard time because I wasn't used to playing with, with, with bass drums because everything was, was hands and arms. 
So that was a struggle for me, actually. At first? At first, big time. I mean, I, mean, I think that's everyone's struggle, trying to coordinate. I mean, the, the guitar player, the band, you know, he kind of put me through like a marine training. <laughs> I would go to his house, he'll put weights on my legs, not playing drums, just sitting there and just going up and down with my legs 15 minutes, don't stop, keep going, and crying like a baby. And um, he, he, he trained me to, to get me to, to work on that. And, uh, and uh, his name is Jose Mage from Massachusetts. Shout out to Jose. Yeah. And um, and then that that's what got me into the drums. And then I played in multiple bands. Actually, with Seven Sins, the way I got in the band was they had asked me to play a show because the drummer canceled or, or something happened. Yeah. The Kryptonite. A Kryptonite concert. Kryptonite 2014. Festival. Oh, 14. So that was before. That was, you know, man, I was a senior in high school, dude. At that time? <laughs> Yeah, 2014, yeah. I was about to graduate. So the drummer quit, I think, and they asked me if I, they had the show booked already. So right. I said, yeah, no problem. So then after that, I think I did like a, a couple more shows with them. I was playing with another band called Kill That Rooster at that time. Mm-hmm. That, that folded, and then they needed a drummer. And, and I thought they were great, and it was a great vibe between us. And I said, yeah, this, I'm, I'm in. So they accepted me. So ever since, it's been like that. That's sick, man. So how'd you come up with the idea for your mask? What, what inspired your look? So I see, I know this is like a black and gray, right? Yeah, it's just black and white, actually. Black and white, okay. And, well, to be honest with you, that there's a mask similar to that, which is the uh, paint gun, paint gun mask, which they're all actually paint gun masks, but they were re- refabricated in our own way that we wanted. Right. Oh, paintball. Paintball. Paintball mask. Paintball. Oh, paintball mask. Yeah. Gotcha. Paint. Okay, like yeah. the kind you would wear, like... To yeah, face. exactly. So everyone modified it theirs. Mine, I didn't really modify it. If you see, all I did was just painted it. So the, the white lines that I used, because I that had the American flag on it, it's a popular one you, you see online. So I just covered the lines that were red with white. And then actually my, my wife, uh, Rosabel Quevedo, shout out. Yeah. She, she kind of did like these lines on the top of it. And it kind of it kind of accented to, to my personality in a way. And it just matched. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, that's me. That's sick, man. I, I wish I had something like, like, I don't know, we've been trying to, I always talk about this, trying to figure out, I don't know, some kind of fucking, not a gimmick, but like something, something to stand out. I mean, right now it's the lights and stuff. I'm wondering how it's going to play out at Cuba, at Cuba Ocho. I don't know what the inside looks like, so I hope that uh, the light show turns uh, out good and we can turn the house lights off. It's like a, it looks like a library. Pero ellos, ellos tienen they como have a lot of art on the walls. Yeah. Do, that's fine, but do they have like just like regular lights or like? I think they just have. So you, we wouldn't be able to ask them to probably shut those off, huh? I mean, you never know. You gotta take no, it. No. You gotta take it like yeah. every every venue you go to play. You gotta go ready, thinking that they don't got shit. Right. Because 100%. you just don't yeah, you know. Never know. If you got the stuff, bring it all. If you don't need it, better. No, no, like we do our own lights. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes, you know, obviously, if they can't turn the lights off, then I don't know if it'll. Uh, I think that. it's gonna come out on the mic. So. The noise. So so <laughs> so actually, we don't know because it's our first time also playing, but but we've been through so many experiences that now we just like okay when we get there we'll see if we if we if we have the stuff we have our own, we have lights too and everything, we just bring everything. And then if we don't need it, good. If, if we need it, at least we have it. Right, right, right. So yeah. we take every venue like that because you just don't know. That's sick. Uh, who, who's the other band that we're playing with, man? Shout out to them. 
Uh, G2. 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 What yeah. genre is that? I've never seen punk. it. I've never heard of it. Uh, punk. Spanish punk. Spanish punk. Where are they from? Miami? Miami. Yeah, yeah they're being active for, what, eight years? Eight years? Well, they've been oh, in, oh. inactive and yeah. not active. So it's, yeah, been, it's been back and forth. Co- back and forth, yeah. Changing musicians. They've been through multiple musicians. But the main guy, Hill, uh, he's, he's a singer. In, it's his band, really. Um, yeah. So he's been going at it for a while. That's awesome, man. How, so did you get to play shows with them before? Or? Oh yeah, a lot of shows. Uh, even Frankie played with them. Yeah, I didn't play for them. I played with them. We needed a drummer at one time. I played a couple of shows for them too. You played with them? Yeah. Oh, so you guys are very familiar with these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. we know them. They're, 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 they're the boys. Yeah. That's cool. Man, that, do you guys have anything coming up in Newport, Richie? I would love to like get on something out there or... Uh, you know, like yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Well, as of now, you know, we have we're playing together August twenty fourth in churches. Yes, right. Of course, for buried alive. Yeah, buried alive. We have a nice little trailer that we're gonna be dropping. That's where I may have already dropped by this point. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when this is coming up. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna actually talk to see a plan on getting some bands down here to go up there, because to be honest with you, the scene up there is sick. Sick. Damn it. Damn it. That's what I hear. That's what you guys have told playing at this place called Venom, right? Yeah, I mean, we're, Venom, we're playing Verona, yeah. we're playing Venom, and, um, Haven. No. and the Haven. Well, it's up there in Orlando. If also. we could do something like a two-day like weekend tour, Saturday, Sunday, like... Well, most like of the that. shows are Saturdays. And Fridays, maybe. Oh, okay, that, that, that could be Friday, Saturday. It could be could possible. That um, That'd be sick. But the thing is, have to speak to the promoters that they're willing to... Because the problem with them is they don't like to have too many outside bands together in one show because it limits the locals yeah. to come out, you know? So if you have two or three bands from Miami, we're, not, we're definitely not going to have people drive four or five hours. Of course. So to them, that's how they look at it. But we are going to connect them to promoters with these other bands, so maybe have two bands or maybe invite another band like you guys and another date. Right. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other problem with the local bands that live in Miami is that willing to take the time, spend the money to actually go up there. 100%. Because most of them don't pay, or you might get some door money. It, it might not cover the expenses, but you got to be willing to say, okay, well, there's going to be a cost. How many of us? We split it all. Mm-hmm. We might break even. We might make more. We might make less. But the whole point to it is the whole band to be on the same page, willing to make that effort to do it. A hundred percent. That's something we've had uh, no problem with. Everyone is a hundred percent dedicated to it, which is why I love playing with Yunoya, because these guys are guys that have been serious from day one, and we all want it. We're all hungry. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that you need a hundred percent. Every member needs to be hungry. That's all it takes. That's the first step. Yeah, you don't have time to be dragging somebody along to shit. Exactly. At all. There are some bands that have one member that might not be in the same page or not willing to say, well, I'm not going to drive that far. I'm not going to do that. And sometimes sometimes if if everyone else is dedicated to do whatever it takes and you have one one person like that, you may have to make a decision on what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... You gotta part ways at that point. Either you're gonna put in 100% or you're not. And the 100% is you gotta input some money as well. It's an investment yeah, yeah. of time and everything. I mean, uh, there, there's um, I've had stories of bands who like, oh, uh, the guy only practices when we have band practice. He doesn't practice by himself. Oh, yeah. And so he comes in to practice trying to learn the songs. Mm-mm. You have to come in to practice knowing the shit already. Yeah. You're basically practicing your stage show. 
Exactly. You should know the songs. It's a waste of time if you do that. Yeah. And not only that, you waste the time of everybody else. Because I'm sure everybody else is trying to learn. Exactly. The only time you're getting is that rehearsal time. And if you're going to spend the rehearsal time to learn the song, it's a waste of time. I, I agree 100%. That's why I think practicing by yourself is... It's a key. Besides 100%. learning the song, plus practicing your instrument. You, you have, have to be you have, tighter. You have to be. It's always improvement. It's never. I, I'm ready. I'm done. I don't need to learn more. That's bullshit. You can always get better. Either you get tighter. Either your timing gets better. etc. And for any instrument, that goes for any instrument, not even just drums. You gotta yeah, play. You gotta consistently. Because I've had times where I, I don't play for a week and I feel rusty when I come back. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's harder for a drummer because for a drummer, it's almost physically the whole body. So, for let's say a guitarist, you know, they have to perform physically, but if they want to stand, they can stand. Their concentration is based on their fingers, on the mm -hmm. instrument and where they're putting their fingers. We're actually using our limbs. Yeah. It's a very big difference. And you get really more tired. You get tired physically. Yeah. And it's just like anything, you know, and for me, I have to, I have to stretch and I have to do a, a pre-workout. Because if I just go on stage without doing any of that, I mean, by the second song, I'm, I'm dying. But if I, I notice that if I do a pre-stretch, a pre-workout, which either playing in the electrics or at least playing on the bed with the sticks, I, I see that I, I do play a little bit more comfortable. And it's just like anything. It's like, go ahead right now, go run two blocks. Of course, no, you gotta stretch, man. You're gonna mm -hmm. cramp or whatever. See what I'm I've saying? Cramped, I've, I've cramped uh, during, during rehearsal thing. I've never cramped on stage. But I've had times where my leg is cramped up on me doing double it bass. It can't happen. It sucks. It yeah. can't happen. So it hurts. At least for a drummer, because it's almost our full body. Um, it is. Or to me, it is the full body. Especially if you're putting on a show too, you're headbanging and shit. You're swinging. I, I, I recommend it. You don't recommend it. I recommend it. Like headbanging? No, I recommend stretching. Stretch your ass. Stretch your ass and all that. Unless I get away with it now because I'm a little Unless young. you're gonna use your head, which I recommend, stretch your neck. Yes. I do that every show. Neck? I stretch my neck. There's a difference. A big, I mean, you want to wake up the next day with your Without neck hurting, neck like you cannot move, don't do it. But if you do it, you do it right, you take like five, six minutes stretching your neck, you're like doing some exercise, you're going to feel it. Interesting. Same thing. Yeah, I'm going to, after the show, you got to show me your exercise. Yeah, I'll show you, bro. I gotta, I gotta, For sure. I got to do, because, dude, my, the next day I feel like uh, Jason Newstead, bro. I know. You guys know who that is, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I, he, his dad was telling stories about how he would get home the next day. Like, fuck, man, fucking neck is, it was broken, basically, dude. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, you got there, you start doing whatever you're going to do. Yeah, man, you Hope, don't care. You know. Yeah. You don't want to feel, feel it that. Until that. the next oh, day. Yeah. The next day, you know, in the middle of the day, one... And the moment you're gonna do like, huh? why you call me? Ah! Oh, oh god! Ah! Yeah, dude, it's like, a, have you ever gone to the gym and lifted like too heavy yeah, on the arms? Yeah, and the, the first way, day, the arms get stuck like this. That's mm -hmm. it. You're trying to open them, it's just like mm -hmm. feels like your arms about to rip in half. Yeah, yeah so dude. think about it. It's the same, the same thing. thing. Yeah. So that's crazy. I've never thought about doing fucking neck stretches. That's the last yeah. thing in my mind. You know, I'm stretching my legs. I'm stretching my arms. If you headbang. Yeah, your headbang. Yeah. I do though. And yeah, it's recommended. I, it, it just depends on how I'm feeling. There's some gigs I'm not. Not gonna lie, I'm not 100% feeling it, so I don't give like performance-wise, like I'm not gonna break my neck for a crowd that's not yeah. respect, res uh, responding. Yeah. But on the shows that I'm feeling it, you don't you don't have no control anymore. Yeah, exactly. You, you go you crazy. Just let go, man. <laughs> Which is the best times? It's the the last set that we played at Churchill's, dude. Um, it was uh the 10th, like last Friday. Yeah. 
the crowd, man. At first, it was packed, like, from top to, like, everyone was up to the stage, which, like, never fucking happens. Everyone kind of right. hangs back and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually up to the stage. The lights went off. Like, Malik is our, is our light guy. He did a great fucking job. Awesome. Shout out to Malik. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to Malik, the light guy, the producer. Yeah. Um, it was just, it's so cool, man. There was a bass solo that, that Alex does leading into one of our songs, Live by the Fire. And I come in with this bass, you know, just the, to yeah. give him a little tempo. Yeah. And the crowd started clapping along and shit. Man, it's just like, that rarely happens nowadays. I don't know. Well, those are the great moments. I love it. Oh, it, yeah. made, it reminded me in that moment why I love doing But but uh, Yeah, movie. but again, if you didn't stretch, you're going to feel it the next day. Goddamn right, I felt it the next day. <laughs> I feel it now still a little bit, man. That was only a week ago. Yeah. What's, um, what um, new material you guys have uh, coming down the pipes now that you're doing the Spanish stuff? We have now, um, I think, about um, three Spanish. No, uh, two Spanish. Two Spanish songs. Uh, yeah, yeah they're songs. getting ready to release. Like they're yeah, recorded yeah. already. Or well, they're, they're recorded. Uh, they're not fully mixed, but uh, they will be because we're trying to release just singles now until we release everything and then we put the album out. But uh, just release each single individually. It's a sad reality today. Yeah. About how releasing we have to release album. Stuff. Releasing album. It's doo doo. Now the problem is that the way with technology and the internet, it's great and bad. Ten years ago, you know, you didn't have access to the internet the way you do today. To record a song, you had to go to a recording studio. Now you have Pro Tools. You could do it at home and do almost yep. as good as production. Now you don't have to depend on a marketing company promotion. No. You got the internet, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, it's moving so fast that the time you take to put an album together, they've, they've, you're forgotten. 100% already. Yeah. It sucks. So it, it sucks that it has to be singles, but it's the reality of today. So we made a decision on, you know, we went to like putting an album, an album, and we're still doing the album. But as the songs get ready, we're gonna release them right away, one after the other. Like he said, when they're all ready, boom. We have the, the, the album ready, album cover, and everything. And then actual physical CD, if anyone's interested to have the actual physical CD, we're going to have that too. Also, but um, the reality of today is that it's, you, get, you got to release because you, you will fall behind. You know what's fucking funny is no one will buy a CD anymore because, oh, it's not practical. Who has a CD player or whatever? But people will buy a vinyl or a cassette tape for fucking novelty. Well, that's because it, 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 the same thing will happen with CD. We're just not there yet. With CD, <laughs> I haven't even thought. Yeah, about it, exactly. But well, no one's buying well, floppy disks for fucking. Numbers. Well, that 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 time passed too much. <laughs> you know, that's over 20, 30 years. That's it, done. Yeah, but yeah. now the thing is, today is with live with streaming. Before it was downloading, it wasn't streaming available. So you had to actually buy and download a song. Or go on LimeWire. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> or steal the shit. Yeah. But now with streaming. You don't need CD player. They're making cars starting 2020. No car will have a CD player. No one's going to have CD players in their house. It's going to become a novelty after 2020. Ah, you have the CD player, yes. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I've heard about take those. The dust. <laughs> take, it, take, take it out of the closet. How are you turning on? Yeah, oh, let me get the dust how, off this one here. How do you open this? Yeah, oh. <laughs> you push the, the button. button. Get scared. <laughs> <laughs> What's it doing? It moves. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, so with streaming today, it's good and bad because there's a lot of access to your music and less money is made, you know, through, through From it. From directly the music. Yeah. yeah, it's less money made on streaming, but there's more access to the people. That's why I'm doing this. 
Well, podcast is the next thing also. 100%. You know, uh, believe it or not, uh, videos are great, but people are actually in tune. If you see podcasts, how much they've grown in the last couple of years, even Just though it's, last it's audio, years. it's not video. Yeah. Some video, they use... The but most audio, popular ones usually But people video. still connect with audio either way. Yeah. With streaming, podcast, etc. So yeah, podcast is still growing. It's the beginning. Yeah, it's it's I think it's like in the early stages because yeah. right now like there's like, you know, ten or fifteen or twenty podcasts that are like major, major that like a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Like Joe Rogan and you know, yeah. people like that. But there's thousands and thousands of little yeah. podcasts that have their own fan base. Like there's this one podcast I listen to called Legion Skanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Big J Okerson, Louis J Gomez, and Dave Smith. They're some comedians from New York City. Yeah. And I mean, I've met Big J. You know what I mean? They're cool fucking dudes, and they have their own. Fu- they started their own festival, dude. They have their own podcast network, and it's like they have their fan base. You know what yeah. I mean? They have their people. So that's one thing. I want to have a fan base here and use that to, in turn, promote. You know, yeah, yeah. promote the, all the local bands here. It's, it's basically it's consistency. That's what they have. Yeah, yeah. consistently so and just keep going and then keep growing. And since it is it is a, a new thing growing now, so you're in a you're in a good moment right. to actually be doing Start it. Doing this. Yeah, you just gotta keep 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 consistent for it. Yeah, I've actually done this before, but for a way stupider topic. Like I didn't have people to interview or anything. Uh, back uh, I fucked up my knee uh, in high school. Like I tore my ACL, my MCL, like skateboarding and shit. And I played Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> at that time. So I started a podcast about Yu-Gi-Oh, like tournaments and like the ban list and like strategy and shit. And I actually had like. People commenting on it, and yeah. stuff. like people would liked it. I got like seven episodes in and stopped doing it once yeah. my knee got fixed because yeah. I, I wasn't stuck in the house anymore. That's it. If it's interesting, it'll work. It, it was yeah. crazy. Like I have, there's a video and it has like a thousand views on YouTube. It just oh, takes time. It's about fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> there's a, they'll be surprised. A lot of people, if you mention to them about the co- the podcast concept, they'll be like, "For real?" Yeah. But you know, there's a world for everything, and it, it exists for every subject. There's something. But again, consistency is the key to eventually reach those people. Well, I think why podcasts have taken off is because people are kind of annoyed with censorship. So it's like you listen to a radio morning show or something, which is basically what a podcast is. Yeah. It's censored. They can't talk about certain stuff. Like you could tell they're 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 being swayed a certain way to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Due to uh, sponsors. Right. Exactly. Whereas you have podcasts who have sponsorships, but it's different, and you could tell that it's a genuine opinion. It's like you're you're in a conversation with somebody. There's no censorship or anything like that that's part of what we about the internet what we spoke about that, that that that's giving the opportunity to all these people like yourself to be able to do this and compete with brands yeah even the major brands and not yeah. only podcasts and anything i mean you can go open an amazon store for yourself and you can compete with the big companies because you don't have to deal with all this other red tape which which is a great opportunity for us so it's a give and take yeah it does a give yeah. and take i mean exactly. i'm hoping that this shit takes off, you know what I'm saying? But Consistency, bro. That's, all, that's why I kept it to one episode a week. I felt like more than one episode a week gets a little bit overwhelming. Right. Like, it's already, there's been, I've had a band cancel on me, and, like, I, I, I was like, fuck, I'm stuck without an episode. I gotta get somebody quick. It's cool that I'm, I know people <laughs> like Eros One and Macronium who are, like, ready to go. They, right. They like doing it. Yeah, and they have their own fan base, too. Like, some of the biggest, one of the biggest episodes I did was the episode with Joe from Macronium. Shout out to Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Awesome. But, I mean, they, people love those guys, and they have a great fucking stage presence, a great oh, yeah. stage show. Yeah, they always do a show. And catchy fucking music. It, right. It's it's simple, and it's catchy, and it's dope. Like, Macronium's just amazing, so I love having those guys on. I remember uh, him when he was the singer from Half, Half, Half Head. Could be? I don't remember. 
half head. Was that another band? Yeah. I remember that was like six years ago. It, they were really big too. It was a really good band. Man. Also, the, the bass player from then, the bass player playing now, used to be the bass player on that time too. Oh, so, band yeah. Sandy? Yeah. And oh. uh, I think the drummer too. The drummer used Kevin, to be. Kevin, man, Kevin. Who hasn't Kevin played for at this point? Yeah. <laughs> I Shout think. Out to Kevin, man. Yeah, yeah but guy, uh, that guy, that it was a good band sleep. also, yeah. Kevin don't sleep. He does not. I don't know how he does it, man. I, I have a hard time enough getting two practices a week with you. No, I can't imagine trying to get in one. What do you do? One practice a day? Like it's a lot of work, wow. man. It's Crazy. a lot of work. Think about so. it, because five bands minimum. But but shout out to Kevin. Yeah, um, yeah. He he. I don't know if you saw lately. He had some posts where he had some issues. He didn't specifically say what it was, but issues with dealing with all that crap. Right. Involved, I guess, yeah, with I, multiple I bands that. and yeah. things. And I told him myself, you know. You know, why do you give a fuck what anybody thinks? If you're playing for yourself because you enjoy it and you, you have a passion for it. If you don't like it, I told them, do what you got to do, bro. Walk away. But if you love it, fuck them. And keep playing, bro. Screw all that bullshit. You can't, let, you can't let that politic and all that. Because imagine the bullshit from one band. Imagine playing in three, four, five bands. How much bullshit you got to deal with. So No, I can't even. <laughs> there, there's 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 a lot of bullshit uh, at first with you know there's a couple you know b- bumping heads and stuff but you work through that shit obviously because like I said everyone wants the mm-hmm. same thing everyone's mm-hmm. looking at the same goal so yeah you definitely got to work through that but five different bands bullshit no no, 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 no. no hold on man that's I, I, give, I give them props for that hundred yeah. percent I mean uh, bigger man than me I can't do that shit yeah. I won't do it <laughs> <laughs> that's too much stress right yeah is there any um thing that you guys wanted to bring up that you guys are working on right now. Um, well, we got a couple of shows. Of course, again, we're playing together with you guys August 24th, Buried Alive in Churchill's. We're playing September 1st at The Haven in Orlando, and then uh, October 6th and 27th at Venom in Newport Ritchie. Uh, we have those shows lined up for now. Um, our new video, Where Are You Going, just came out uh, yeah, this week. Yeah, definitely check that out. I've seen it. It's mm. sick. Um, you can go to our page, Seven Sins Miami, Facebook, and, and check it out. We're happy about that. And then um, some projects coming up. We are, like, I, like we said earlier, we're going into some Spanish metal. And the next video will, and will, be, the, will be that song, El Espejismo. Yeah. And we're working on that right now. So you guys are filming in that right now? No, we haven't started yet. We're, we haven't we're started preparing yet. it. We're yeah. doing pre-production. Do you guys uh, want to get into the concept of the song? Or not necessarily we'll the video, more of the song? It's Who wrote uh, it? Who wrote it? Uh, he wrote it, the bass player. Actually, well, the snowman, lyrics. the lyrics. He wrote the music. Yeah, yeah I wrote the music. The uh, but he wrote the lyrics. He wrote the lyrics. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote some parts too. So, uh, what is the inspiration yeah. of the canción? Like, de qué se trata? It's like um. It's in Spanish. It's yeah, Spanish. Spanish. it's metal, right? What the fuck? Yeah. No, it's okay. It's this guy. <laughs> he's trying. He he's a pimp. Like let's say nice. like that. Yeah. It's got his bitches. So he like to. Go around doing his own stuff the way the he likes. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's having fun. The video right, is right. a fun video. So who gets? The, can I be the pimp? I mean, what's up? No, okay. <laughs> you could be too. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm with you you, just, you probably just cast it yourself. Oh no 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 no! Be no, ready. No. I cannot pull off a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too short to be a pimp. <laughs> it don't matter, bro. Uh, it could be anybody. So, buddies out fucking bitches. Or, He's you know, out fucking thing, bitches, driving fast. Right. You know. Doing his stuff. Living it. Living the life. Living the life. That's exactly. 
what it is. Right. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Hell yeah. That's so it's a song about fucking... Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, okay, so you in guys Spanish. are let loose. In Spanish. That's yeah. what's up. That's what it's up. Yeah. Basically. So, well, I mean, when it comes to videos, how do you guys crank them out so fast, man? We did one video, and it was exhausting. I mean, he, he actually... He's also... He directed our video for, <laughs> for Live by the Fire, edited, did all that shit. And you guys are cranking them out like it's nobody's business. Like you guys have like three or four videos on. I mean, I know they're a couple months or years apart yeah, still. Yeah, some time between them, but it's been a combination of work. Where Jay Cross did one video, I did one video. Um, the like way, concept wise, like came up with it. Well, no, with film, the, the concept, filming, filming editing. Yeah. Oh shit! So he yeah. did one. I did one. I did, I did one. one. We had our friend Adrian. Hundred percent in house. Yeah. Yeah, that they would nowadays, it. bro. Self-produced. You got to do it, man. So we had a friend, Adrian Sanchez, who did The Way I Am, that video. Wilbur Mateo did the last one. And um, the next one, we're looking about possibly with Wilbur again. And maybe, who knows, maybe Jay Cross might do the next one or might do the next one yeah. after that. Man, we did it, but it's not easy. You know, it's really hard to be the one filming and the one film. So, you know. It's hard so, working that. Yeah, so you filmed it and you were in the video. Exactly. Fucking yeah. hell. I the editing's a bitch. Yeah. That, so. I'm sure. Dude, it, how long did it take you to edit the video? What, two months? A month? A month. A month and a half? And that's fast. As in between of that, you have chose to play, so it makes everything harder and harder. Yeah, so compared to someone dedicated as just yeah. a videographer, that's what they do. But, you know, living your life, band responsibilities, and trying to edit a whole fucking music video? You yeah. know, yeah, it's a bitch. Of course. And so you guys at least shared in the fucking responsibility of that. Yeah, it's, it's, we, we like it too. He likes editing. I like editing. It's also why, why we got into it. And also uh, the production for our music, we do it ourselves also. We don't go to a recording studio. Yeah? Like Great Cross does yeah. all the production. Where do you guys record the drums? We used to have a warehouse. I record um, all drums there from... The, the seven scenes uh, EP, the last one and mm -hmm. the new one, we record everything over there. And uh, then right now we don't have that warehouse anymore, so I start mixing everything at my house. And then we were recording our uh, the the kid house. Yeah. We record the vocals, uh, the vocals over there, and in then the, I the record uh, guitar and the bass player record the bass at my house. And uh, no, we record also the percussion at yeah, the kid's, the kid's house. house. Do you guys call your singer the kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny. the biggest problem in recording is the drums. That's what I'm. That's why I was so acoustic, curious. The acoustics, because the guitar you can plug in anywhere. The the acoustics for for the sounds with the cymbals, the and mics, all, and the mics. So so basically what we do is we do the drums first always. So when we have the drums done with all the songs, we lay the drums. He does like a like a basic track, you know, bass bass guitar. Yeah. Now, not the original, but a basic one with a, with a click with a click track. I lay down all the drums. I'm done. So the hardest part is done first, and then everything else can do it in the, in the, in the, in the bedroom. In a couple sittings, yeah. Yeah. Then he then he dedicates himself to the to the editing, uh, mixing and mastering. That's what we did with uh with our EP. We did my drums first, and then well, I mean, like they had it. Uh, they had the idea for the EP already demoed out when I joined. Mm. Yeah, so they gave it to exactly. me. I got to play around with you know adding my flavor to it. And then I sat down and recorded my parts along to the demo track, obviously. Yeah. And then they sat down and edited and mixed and mastered. Brian did all that. 
Um, so same thing in-house, dude. You have to be in-house. You have to have yeah. members. We're blessed to have members who know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Malik basically joined the band, doing the lights, doing the videography, photography, fucking social media marketing, all that shit. Brian knows how to edit sound and stuff, and Alex, is he knows how to... The same thing, he's really good with Ableton and shit, and I mean, he's the writer and composer for a lot of the Unoya stuff, so... It's crazy being around such talent. It's definitely elevated me as a musician, I think. Yeah, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Yeah. Like playing around some of the people you play around. Yeah, and, and that's how it is nowadays. Uh, if you really want to do it, you, know, you can't depend on anybody because everybody will let you down. So usually it winds up becoming not that you want to do it all. Bless you. Not that you want to do it all. But Fuck you. You get, you get let down by so many people that at the end you say, Fuck them. Right. You know? Fuck this. If you have the passion and, and everyone's together, let's do it, bro. Let's learn. Let's do it ourselves. You know, what, what does it take to do? And if you really care and have the passion, you'll do it. Yeah, and it's hard. To, I get why it's hard to be optimistic nowadays because everyone says, oh, there's no money to be made as a musician. and this, that, Passion, that. bro. It's passion. That if you're worried about the band. money, you know, then um, go play yeah. in a cover band. Uh, I'm being in this for so long. I mean, even in this, the same band. That after the like three four years, I stopped thinking about oh let's make it big, oh let's go out after this I'm gonna go big, oh after this I'm gonna make money. I stopped thinking about that, you know, because if you live thinking about that, you get a lot of disappointment, and you don't want to live your life with disappointment all the time, one after another, one after another. You know how many times I have heard, oh I'm gonna be your manager. I'm gonna make it big. Many people, oh, the only people who really did something for us was Ivan, uh, the kid's dad, who, who take care of the band for a while and he did a great job. But before that was a lot of people who didn't do anything. You know, and record labels. Talk us. Record labels, we've had labels right to we've us. We had labels approach us, yeah. but they all, all, you know, talk bullshit, you know, you know they, don't, they don't walk the talk. And, um, you know, and at the end, a lot of bands are being taken advantage. A hundred percent, I agree with that. You know that if if the business, let's, the business aspect of it, if you actually get somewhere to reach a contract, ninety percent of the times you're being fucked. Yeah, you're getting gypped. Ninety percent of the time, be careful. It might be ninety-five. So you got to be. If there's a contract, nobody signs shit. You go to your own lawyer, because sometimes labels say, "Oh, we have a lawyer here." And he's to their benefit, yeah, he's not on to the, yours. He's on their payroll. So, of course, you want to save by not getting a lawyer, but at the end, when you realize how much you've been fucked, you're going to regret it. So as long as whenever a contract comes, you have your own lawyer away from everybody else that has your back, you have a good chance in, in, in doing something. So have you guys ever put pen to paper? No. We've been close. But not until, you know... Um, talk, 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 everything in the beginning. Let's see what you got. Of course, they probably feel the same thing about us, but we feel like we, we're walking the talk. We're doing our videos, we're recording our albums, we're playing multiple shows. What else you want? We have followings. What else you want? You yeah, want you guys want, have a good following. You want to steal our money? Go fuck yourself. That's ridiculous. I mean, because it, it's not even like you need them at this point in time. Exactly. And we realize that, so we're not... There was one time we were desperate, but we realized we're not desperate anymore because at the end, you know, we don't want to be taken advantage of. There's so many artists that are slaves to the record label they sign for. They sign like a three album deal, two albums in, they, they, they both have 
have uh, tanked or whatever and they still got to crank out another album even yep. big big time artists are screwed and don't realize what they're signing which publishing is one royalties who owns the rights of the songs you don't right. even realize that the label owns the rights of the song you don't own shit and then besides on the sale of each of each cd let's say if you're selling cds or streaming you might get five percent if you're lucky after expenses and you don't know what the expenses are Oh, the producer gets till after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, yeah, this, you this, 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 this. Okay, here, here's your, and you're lucky if you split it among the band. You'd be lucky if you can, uh, you know, buy a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, Man, I agree. Uh, times, times have changed a lot. Um, the benefit for us is that before you need a record label to get a good video or to get an EP uh, recording, you need a record label because you didn't have money to do that. Right now, uh, what do you need a record label for? Probably just to book you big shows. You just yeah. need a booking, or to a open booking agent. Which you can get your own booking agent. You can get your own booking agency. Pay for it. They, and they pay you to do the shows. Uh, you don't need a record label to film a video. You just need to save money. Because even if you get a record label and they film a video, they're gonna send you a check. I mean, a bill. For like, hey, here's your video, $20,000. You don't know how to spend that. They're you know? taking that money out of what you're making. First yes, out of what you're making. So it's not for free at the end. So you don't have control over nothing. That's crazy. I never knew that. I recommend this to every band that exists. There's a book called uh, The Music Business, which a new version just came out. I recommend every band to get that book and explains everything from licensing, copyright, and business and and the, the different positions in music, business managers, tour managers, etc., who really what they do and what is their, their job description. And and I recommend this book to every band to get it so at least you have an idea of what's coming if that's your path to right. reach a, a record label or, or at least to reach success. And and not only that, nowadays record labels are only signing bands who wind up having a following, right? Mm -hmm. If they want to invest in you, they don't want to, like the old days, take a band and develop them. They don't want to spend the time and money. They want a band that's making some noise. Already but the problem is, the think work. about it. If, you can, if you're at a level where you play a club and 200 people come and you charge them 10 bucks, that's 2,000 bucks you're going to make. They want to come in, take control of that, right? In merchandising, sales, streaming, and all that. Pay the expenses that they're adding to you, which paying the tour, the van, the bus, whatever it is. And then that you have no idea what the costs are. Right. And then at the end, like he says, oh, sorry. For you the bill. Yeah, here's yeah. the bill because it was more than what you made. So you owe us money now. And then you need your accountant to go check all that shit. That's another thing. And ask, oh, oh, you tell me you spend uh, $10,000 on water? For who? Yeah. The Africa? <laughs> <laughs> So that's nuts. And the accountant that if you if you are starting to make money, you want to get an accountant that you trust that has not connected to them at all, so they can watch the books for you to make sure that you're not getting screwed over or not. Ninety percent of the bands are not thinking like this. That 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 reach an opportunity. That's why you hear a lot of stories. A lot of bands wind up breaking up. That that reach, and I'm sure you know a couple of bands that probably reach a level of a record deal and wind up breaking up. And you wonder why did that happen? Because most of the time, they end, they, up in debt. they end up in debt or they realize that, that they yeah. signed a deal that's so bad that now the record label owns that name of the band that the only thing you could do is break up the band. Break up the band. So you don't keep getting uh, screwed. 
That's crazy. Or they stop doing promotion for you and doing anything for you, but you still have a, a, a record de deal. You still need one more album, even though they're not doing nothing for you. Exactly. Not even giving giving you shows. Yeah. They but you cannot do anything else. You cannot yeah, go you outside, nothing. nothing. You have to wait until you have to wait. Because you're in the contract. Uh, do your yeah. album and try to get out. There was, um, that, that happened with one of my favorite bands, uh, The Strokes. They, uh, they had a, a contract with RCA. And so the, the fifth album they put out, there was an album that they had to put out like forcibly by contract. So mm -hmm. literally, it's the, the, the album cover is a big RCA logo and like their name like mm -hmm. on the bottom. Like saying fuck you. Yeah. 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 And, and the strokes were huge. I love the strokes. So imagine if yeah. it happens to them, imagine us, the little yeah. guys. Yeah. So basically what I say, any record deal is basically a loan. That's it. That's it. People saying, well, yeah, record deal, yeah. Okay, you got a $200,000 record deal, but that's a loan. You got to pay that back. And yeah, I hope you, you got to pay that back. That doesn't go away with back of Roxy or nothing. You have so, to pay that back or they will go to your house and take off uh, that camera. Don't try. Don't try, try, try to sue you. you know? Yeah, they'll get that's your shit. That's why you have a good lawyer when you so, sign that contract. That's crazy. This is all realities of the music business. It's a sad reality, but I mean, I think on that note, we've been out here for an hour. You guys want to do some plugs before we wrap it up and get into your new world premiere song? Um, J Cross, anything you want no. to add? Thank you to well, everybody. Yeah, listening. we thank thank, yeah. Uh, thank you guys the, the for Prone podcast for for pushing the local music and yeah. and keep going to support the local scene. Um, thank JC. Uh, thank the man behind the scenes. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for inviting us. No problem, Seven man. Cents. So this new song, what's it called? Before we cut into it. Where are you going? Where are, are you going? going? Where and, are you going? And again, and the video. The video, Where Are You Going, is out now. Seven Cents Miami on Facebook. You can see it or YouTube, Seven Cents Miami. The vi Where Are You Going, again, based on someone taking advantage of people through relation. Right? Yes, taking sir. Their, taking their money, for example. And I don't know if you saw the video. I did. Did you notice at the end what the character was no should i say it i'm lit right now at the end of the video the character that's doing the drugs taking the money Which playing is? with the women yeah he's a priest that's right yeah that's right he puts on the yeah that's right i'm sorry dude i do remember that now so that's right he puts on the whole man he looked like looked just like he, just, he looked just like the kid <laughs> it's so funny you guys call him the kid dude yes that's right he was a priest definitely check it out it's a badass fucking music video Say it again before we wrap it up out Where here. Where are you going? That's it. Don't worry about the rap. Yeah, boy, yo.